Welcome today. We're going to be looking at the story of Moses and the title of our message is It's Not Meant to Be Like This. I wonder how you're dealing with the lockdown. It's a very strange time for us all. Life is full of times like this. In the Bible, there are many times when people felt like it's not meant to be like this. We're going to look at Moses in Acts chapter 7. In a few moments, he was going to read, starting in verse 27, 25. Um, Moses in Acts chapter 7, where we pick up this story here. Of course, he has been born um, hidden in the bulrushes. He's been miraculously rescued um, from the bulrushes and it seems to Moses that everything is going to be amazing. But it's not the way it turns out. And that's how it is for us, isn't it? The way from find things don't turn out the way we expect them to. Now, <clears throat> Moses, of course, after being rescued from the bulrushes, is then um, taken to be in Pharaoh's household. Um, he's brought up as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And from there, Moses spends um, many years being educated by the Egyptians. And then he, as he goes up, he realizes that actually his people, the Israelites, are being oppressed by the Egyptians. And he obviously wants to do something about this. On one occasion, he sees an Egyptian badly treating an Israelite, and he grabs the opportunity and comes to the defense of the Israelites. Um, at which point, um, it takes a bit of time for the worst because he killed the Egyptian, um, but he thinks he's got away with it. He still thinks God is using him to rescue the Israelites. Um, in a few moments, Shebi's going to read verse um, 25 onwards. Moses thought that his own people would realise that God was using him to rescue them, but they did not. The next day, Moses came upon two Israelites who were fighting. He tried to reconcile them by saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you want to hurt each other? But the man who was ill-treating the other pushed Moses aside and said, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? When Moses heard this, he fled to Midian, where he settled as a foreigner and had two sons. I relate this. Um, on various occasions, I have really struggled when the church, um, specifically in the situation I'm thinking about, we're in Birmingham, Chevy and I were in Birmingham a few years ago, leading the church, the church wasn't growing, and I remember feeling so cross with God, and rather like, it's not meant to be like this. Um, you know, the church is meant to grow. I remember reading a scripture to God out of Acts 28, and verse 30, 30, 
where it says, uh, so verse 20, where it says, I will be with you always. I felt like, God, where are you? You say you're with us, but where are you? And in the Christian life, we often have times, like Moses, where we feel like things aren't working out the way they're meant to be. I'd like to share now share a little bit about what's happened over the last few months. The last six months since the beginning of lockdown have been very challenging for all of us, really, in different ways. For a lot of us, it's been a time of trial, a time of challenge, and a time of suffering. Many of us haven't been able to see our family members as much as we would normally see them. Many of us, we haven't been able to go out if we're shielding. We haven't been able to see each other the way we would normally do. I've really missed not being able to go to, to meet together at church as a big congregation and be able to worship together and chat together and have cups of tea together. I've really missed that. For me too, I've had some extra challenges. Just before the lockdown in February, I got the news that my mum had had a fall. So I went over to see her in the hospital and she died one week later and I got to go to the funeral, which I was really grateful for. It was very sad, but I'm really glad I got to see her before she died. Then just after that, two months in fact later, one night I got a phone call from my young brother, my younger brother called John, telling me that he had esophageal cancer, which was a real shock because I'd seen him at my mum's funeral and I actually had thought he looked really well. Uh, so I was really surprised to hear that. And uh, the sad thing was that it was a very advanced form of cancer. And so he actually only had five weeks before he too died. I found that really, really challenging. I remember having phone calls with him. Because of the lockdown, I couldn't go to see him because of the restrictions on travel but I was still able to chat to him on the phone in, when he was in the hospice, dying. And I remember one particular conversation I had with him when um, I told him I loved him and he told me he loved me. And I also remember apologizing to him and saying sorry because I felt bad that I really wasn't a very kind big sister all the time when we were growing up. And it's amazing because his response was, don't worry about that at all. We were only children. And it's a great, I feel very grateful to God for that memory because, you know, I really treasure that, that chat that we had then. Because although I couldn't get to see him and I couldn't get to um, hug him, I couldn't get to hold his hand, I couldn't get to be there to say goodbye before he died, just to be with him. I couldn't get to do any of those things, but I did get to chat to him, and I feel really grateful for that. But you know, it was very, very hard for me. Really hard, because he only lived in Ireland. It wasn't like he lived miles and miles away. It was a very short flight away, but I couldn't get to see him. 
And you know, there were times when I felt, oh dear, this is dreadful. Why can't I go and see him? And I, tr I tried really hard. I checked. I made a lot of inquiries about were there any ways around it. But the rules were the rules. And I could only go to the funeral. I couldn't see him before he died. You know, a scripture which really helped me, many scriptures helped me, but one in particular that helped me during this time and still helps me during this time is in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, sorry, chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we read in verse 8, Paul writes, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened not that we might rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. You know, Paul understood that because of what he had gone through, he was going to learn to rely not on himself, but on God. And I feel for me that what I've had to go through and what God's allowed me to go through in the last few months has really helped me to rely more on God and less on myself and I'm still learning it you know we don't know how long this lockdown situation is going to continue none of us know what challenges we're going to face in the future none of us know who's going to die or who's going to get ill or anything like that we don't know but one thing we know is that we can rely on God thank you we pick up now in Acts sorry in Exodus chapter 3 and um, this is 40 years later um, during which time Moses I imagine has spent many times thinking what has gone wrong why am I in this situation why has God deserted me um, and maybe you relate to that to say I can feel like that my health is not the way that I thought it would be, my health's quite challenging. Maybe you have a situation that's challenging for you. Maybe you've been the victim of of um, oppression. Maybe you've been um, treated badly. Maybe you've been overlooked. These are, the, these are the feelings that Moses is having here in these 40 years in the, in the, in the desert. So this is a normal day. And Chevy, would you read um, Exodus chapter 3, um, verses, um, verses 9 and 10, please. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. I wonder how Moses felt there. I think he probably felt rather like, you know, it's about time you notice God. Um, things have been terrible for 40 years. 
Um, and you don't seem to have cared to do anything about it. Um, but anyway, God appears to Moses in this burning bush and says, I want you to go back. But Moses has a lot to work through. Maybe a little bit like you and I, we have things to work through as well. Where I was like, well, it's not meant to be like this. Why are we in this lockdown? Why am I in this situation, my work situation? Why have I got um, difficulties with my health? Why am I not being more fruitful? And so on and so on. And this is how Moses feels here. Moses then proceeds to make a list of excuses about not being adequate as a speaker and these sort of things. And then finally he makes a very interesting excuse in chapter, th chapter 4, verse... Um, first thing, that, please? But Moses said, O oh Lord, please send someone else to do it. Now we can appreciate Moses' honesty here, but really Moses doesn't want to do what God wants to do. Maybe you relate to this. Maybe you find yourself in a situation where know what God wants you to do, but you don't want to do it. And you feel like God is not doing the part that he should be doing. That's how Moses is feeling right here. <clears throat> Moses, of course, though, um, he, he is obedient to God. He goes back to, um, to meet with Pharaoh in Egypt. Um, and... Pharaoh doesn't want to let the Israelites go. Again and again, Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, let the people go, let the Israelites leave. And Moses says, or rather Pharaoh says, no, they can't leave. And then we have the plagues. We have a, a, a battle really between God and Pharaoh. And God, of course, sends one plague after another until Pharaoh finally lets the Israelites go. Then the Israelites leave Egypt, then they go through the Promised Land, now through the Red Sea, um, and then they travel through the desert into the Promised Land. Um, but really the point we're trying to focus on today is it's not meant to be like this. This is not the plan that Moses had for how God was going to rescue the Israelites. And maybe you raised that in your life. You think, well, it's not meant to be like this. The script isn't the way that I planned for it to be. I didn't expect it to play out like this. Um, and consequently, we can struggle with the way that God um, plans our lives. So like Moses, Moses has been rescued from the bulrushes. He's thought he's going to be used by God in an incredible way. Um, but he's found out. He then spends 40 years wandering around with sheep in the, in the desert. Then he meets the burning bush and God says, right, now is the time. And most of course feels rather like, well, you know, why do we have to wait for so long? 
And again, something we can relate to. Why, you know, God's timing isn't so often our timing. And then finally God says, well, go, it's time now to go and rescue the Israelites. Moses finally does that after making a lot of excuses. Maybe like us, we find ourselves making excuses. I feel like God just really the timing isn't very good. But God has his plan. God has planned for you to be a Christian. God has planned for you to deal with what, whatever you've got to deal with. Um, and, um, and then Moses finds himself um, dealing with, um, with the um, rescuing the Israelites, taking them through, through the desert in the Promised Land. The last part of our story comes from Hebrews chapter 11. And we read in verse chapter verse 1 and 2 and verse 6 this. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So let me remind us of what God is teaching us here. He's showing us basically that he has a plan, it's a good plan, Oh, and it's important that we are able to trust him um, and have faith that he, his way is a good way rather than to feel like, God, it's not meant to be like this. Um, which I would imagine that we probably relate to a lot and we find it difficult uh, that God is working things out as he planned. So God um, wants us to realise that his plan um, is, is a good plan um, and is going to work out. And let me remind us about our situation now. Your situation may not be the way that you expect God to work it out, but he's working it out his way. And it's important that we have faith that, um, that he is working it out. And we're happy to go at his timing rather than our timing. You know, really today's message is to encourage us to persevere. To persevere with God's plan. God has a plan and it's a good plan. He's got a great plan for your life. He's got a great plan for my life. He's got a great plan for the church. Um, you know, together we're building a great church in Hidden Valley. And that's very, very exciting. It's very special. But there are times when we can feel like it's not meant to be like this, or it's not, this is not the script that I would have chosen, or the script that I would have written. Maybe when it comes to your life, you find yourself thinking, well, this isn't really what I would have planned. 
this is different. God usually won't done this or that. But God has his way and his way works. God is doing a great job. God is building a great church. Um, God is changing you. He's changing me. He's leading. Um, and let's remember that as we struggle with the feelings of it. It's not meant to be like this, but actually God has worked it out. Thank you very much.